when this flare-up happened that I could not move a muscle, I couldn't lift anything, I couldn't, I mean, Joe will say like he was feeding me in the hospital because uh, I couldn't lift the fork to my mouth. And then I said, you know what, I, I have to get back. Josie has multiple sclerosis, or MS, a disorder where the immune system attacks elements of the nervous system. Like you said, when you're lying in a bed, couldn't move a limb, and you said, yeah, I want to go back on the bike. I yeah. was yeah. skeptical, but I was like yeah. hopeful. Yeah. That's Joe, Josie's husband, and nearly as important, her tandem biking partner. Over the past 10 years, they've put over 10,000 miles on their adaptive tandem bike and raised $100,000 for MS research. Which made Josie all the more determined to work herself up from those hospital and rehab beds and back onto her tandem bike seat. And then when we first tried it, we, we literally went around the block and then we took baby steps five miles and, and went our way up because yeah. it's a big thing from being completely immobile in a, in a hospital bed to being back on a bike. Yeah. I'm Robert Pease, and it's Josie, but also Joe's Body Odyssey on this episode. They're facing the challenges of MS in tandem on and off their bike, and Joe has the tattoo to prove it. So I got this for Josie, and, um, you know, it says, uh, your battle, I forget what it says, your battle is my battle, (laughs) essentially. I'm Valerie Wences, really enthused to share this story of exceptional spirit and devotion which is also somewhat of a love triangle when you include that tandem bike they ride wherever and whenever possible, even in the depths of the Boston winter. We try to be safe. You know, if we know it's icy, we won't go out, you know. But we we have seen some other crazy people out there when it's in the 20s, for sure, and saw some bikers. We Uh, just give, like, thumbs up. Yay! Yeah, but not not the single digits. I think we're the only ones out there in single digits. Um, He is the reason why I can do what I do. Let's go back to where we first met Joe and Josie, the bike main getaway put on by the National MS Society in Biddeford, Maine, three years ago. It's where we observed the huge range and severity of MS cases. Some riders have been diagnosed but have no symptoms and are riding a full hundred miles. Others with severe symptoms are unable to ride but are there to support the cause. Josie at that time is somewhere in the middle of the MS pack. She's having trouble walking, can no longer safely swim, still putting in a full day on the bike. Well, welcome and thank you for sitting down with us. How, how far did you ride today? We rode 75. Wow. And you have a special bike? We have a tandem bike, yes. Helps me ride because otherwise I would not be able to do the ride by myself. And in this first meeting, we learned about the early stages of Josie's MS Odyssey. I had symptoms from when I was... 15. So they kind of, I want to say they knew it was dormant, but there was nothing that could be done if nothing's going on. So right then there was no preventative care or medicine. So just three month checkups with the doctor. And then once I had my kids, my mobility, my balance, everything just kind of went down. And then I went to the doctors and I said, you have MS. And I'm like, it wasn't even a surprise. Cause I'm like, well, that, that's what they told me it was back then. But so I've had it for, you know, since I was 15. There's so many mysteries about MS, such as why it affects more people in colder northern rather than warmer southern climates, why the immune system attacks the nervous system in the first place, and how the disease can go into remission for so many years. 
we reached out to Dr. Angela O'Neill for some insight into MS and the neurological damage that often results. She's director of the Women's Neurology Program at Brigham and Women's Hospital in Boston. MS is an autoimmune disorder, and women have autoimmune disorders much more frequently than men. So women have MS, women have lupus, women have neuromyelitis optica. Autoimmune conditions are much more common in women because of differences in our immunologic uh, system. We also asked Dr. O'Neill about exercise for MS patients like Josie. I think the, the benefits of exercise are that, first of all, it keeps your body as in good a shape as you can possibly uh, be in, because MS can, of course, cause weakness and balance problems and all kinds of neurologic uh, problems. In addition, MS and depression are hugely co-linked and fatigue. Um, these patients are having to work harder to do every single thing that we take for granted. And so exercise is it has multiple benefits uh, for patients with chronic neurologic disability. Which points to the importance of that third member in this marriage, the tandem bike that Joe brought into their lives about 10 years ago, first from Craigslist when Josie was no longer able to ride herself. Then five years ago, once really hooked, they had a bike created just for them by the custom tandem innovator, Da Vinci Designs. So when he mentioned the tandem, I said, I've never been on a tandem, but I'll give it a shot. And then right right away, we just kind of hooked in. And so it allows me to keep my mobility, and it just loosens me up. So I feel good. I mean, I felt great after today, depending on the weather. But still, today was a great day. But it keeps me moving, which I think is so important. We found this company in Colorado, Da Vinci, makes a fantastic bike. And um, what it allows, it's independent pedaling. So... She can stop pedaling, I can keep pedaling. I can stop pedaling, she can keep pedaling. So it's, it's great, it's, um, it just really works out well. Um, I actually have it right now coupled, so I actually put them back together so we're both pedaling in sync. But I have the ability to take that off if I want to. Three years pass after that first meeting with Joe, Josie, and their Da Vinci tandem. The COVID years during which the National MS Society rides, like many other events, weren't being held. We'd been wondering how they're doing. Was Josie in the high-risk category for COVID since MS is related to the immune system? And were they still able to get out for their rides? Then in the summer of 2022, I run into Joe at another cycling event where we make a plan to meet at their house, go for a ride, and catch up. Granny, get in here! Come on! Yeah, well, thank you for having us. Come on in, come in. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll get my, my bike ready. Uh, oh, right. Yeah, we'll get you off that. We'll come out this way. Yeah. Everyone heads out to the driveway, and the ride preparations begin. And preparing to ride, in fact, even the simplest act of getting dressed with MS, is a challenge all by itself, even with skillful assistance. Do you want the heavier jacket? No, yeah. that one's Mine? Good. Yeah. You yeah. sure? Yeah. All right. The whole prep is amazing. Thank you. I know it's come to the point where like I need more assistance getting ready, but it's worth it. Joe helps Josie with her jacket and helmet and in getting on the bike. She now wears braces to control the spasticity in her legs. Her legs tend to, she doesn't have control, so they start buckling. So we found that this with her braces really keep her 
because my ankles would hit the chain and like I would be bleeding by the time we got home and I'm like yeah yeah so and she wouldn't say anything she'd be like no it's fine it's like Monty Python just a flesh wound you know she's bleeding I'm like are you all right oh fine but that's how much she loves being on the bike that she'd put up with that yeah let's go easy on the bleeding (laughs) yes no it won't all right ready when you are I'm ready Finally, they're on the road, Joe a big, powerful guy in front, and a very petite Josie right behind. There's a fair number of cars and motorcycles out on the road this windy Saturday morning. But Joe's an experienced tandem pilot, and without bleeding of any kind, they ride over to the elementary school where Josie taught special ed for many years until her condition forced her to retire. I remember the first day of school, we come here and Kids would go off with the keys inside. I'd walk around to the office and go to work. Oh, that's it's ideal. Yeah. And it does become obvious on this ride that Josie's MS has progressed in the three years since our first meeting at the main getaway. She's not able to contribute as much on the tandem, but she does her best to help Joe, especially on those hills. How are you feeling? Good. Good temperature. Yeah, good temperature. So far, so good. For most of the people we pass on this ride, it would appear Joe is doing most of the heavy lifting out there, especially as he propels an 80-pound bike with his 100-pound wife up the steeper hills. He's breathing hard, he's sweating, and that is how we tend to view exercise, big movements, straining muscles, no pain, no gain. But Josie's doing some work of her own, if not as visibly. Remember, it's only six months since that last flare-up. And for someone who was helpless in a hospital bed last spring, this ride's not about mileage or speed or the calories burned. It's about being able to move again, just move her legs against the pedals. That's the challenge and the reward. A lot of it's in your mind, too. Like, not I'm not saying in your mind, you're thinking, but you need to connect your brain to your muscles and just almost, like, let them talk and make, the, like, focus on, not just sit there, okay, okay, make my, make my legs move, just, like, connect that nerve, the nerves that go through your body to your legs to make your 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 legs move because your brain is the one that's controlling your muscles to move. So like strengthening them and connecting your brain to your whole inner body and making your muscles go and move and work for you, not against you. To better understand the connections Josie is trying to make, we reached out to Dr. Jacob Meyer, director of the Wellness and Exercise Laboratory at Iowa State University. He's researched and published extensively on the physical and behavioral benefits of human exercise, activity, and movement. Yeah, I think especially for people who have uh, been able to do things differently in the past, it could be really cognitively challenging to think through, like, why can't I do what I thought I could do? Why is there this mismatch between my expectation of my body or ability and what I think I should be able to do? Um, In particular, in something like MS, it can be hard to kind of come to terms of a potential new reality, even if it might be temporary or permanent. And it might mean sort of retraining the way that you think and the way that you move someone. And it sounds like she's you know, on a positive path there. But despite the effort involved, the sheer joy Josie derives from our eight-mile ride around the neighborhood 
That seems just as strong as from the 80-mile ride three years ago at the main getaway, possibly stronger. I get excited knowing that I'm going to get on the bike. And like Joe said, like the preparing of getting on the bike, it sometimes holds me back like, okay, I just need to get this on so I can get on the bike. Like it's the anticipation. Once I'm on the bike and we're riding, I'm like, okay, we're out. We're out. So now we can enjoy this ride. We get home and I'm like, oh, it's like that high is there. And I feel so much better. I'm like, I can, okay, now I feel, I feel well enough to get my day on the, on on the right path. Which had us wondering, could the benefits of exercise be powerful even without the physical exertion? Again, Dr. Jacob Meyer. The question becomes, well, what's the mechanism or what's causing that runner's high or cyclist high in the first place? And one way of thinking about it is that, well, it's got to be something physiological. But from something like this, in which Josie's experiencing it without that physiological precursor, then it makes you wonder, well, is this something more psychological that's happening that's causing it? Is it being outside with nature that we see that has consistent positive mental health benefits? And do we need to think about the benefits of exercise and activity in much broader terms? You know, it sounds like for Josie, she's doing something together with her husband for some period of time in which they have nothing else to think about necessarily or do because they're on the bike together. Maybe that opportunity to take a time out together is the important piece. And I think that's really cool and powerful and makes it remind us that maybe the exercise, what we're doing isn't so important, but it's that we're doing it and that we're doing it in a setting that helps us feel better. That might be more important. And Joe can certainly attest to the behavioral benefits Josie does get from these tandem rides. No, you, it, yeah, definitely. I think the, the biking high, if you will, or whatever for you kicks in and um, it stays with you. So yes, yeah. to answer your question, um, it's, it's before, during, and after for Josie because she gets excited about it. Yeah. While she's riding, she's always, you know, fine. She's saying hi to everybody. I know, I um, and, and then even afterwards, she's just in a better mood yeah. because like I said, she, she I got to get out and ride and, and get some exercise. Yeah. And that's always, she's always been active. Exercise has always been a thing for her. So not being able to do stuff like that was, was killing her. So this is, um, it's that's my therapy. Yeah. And maybe most importantly, these rides play a huge role in their relationship, which is a remarkable one to observe on and off the bike. And Joe has that tattoo to prove it. That yeah. was when my kids were like, you get a tattoo? Yeah, you always told out. us not to get a tattoo. And then <laughs> you got this tattoo and they're like, all right, all right, that's okay. <laughs> but I mean, it's just important. You know, I I would think Josie would be here for me if something oh, happened would. to me. Uh, absolutely. Um, you know, nowadays, you know, he married her I, for sickness and health. And this is the cards we're dealt with and we make the best of it. Yep. You know, and we try to make the best of it. I'll Riding our bikes, card. we're doing yeah. whatever we can. We can't do all the stuff, everything, but we can do whatever we can do. I'm so thankful that we can do what we're doing. That's Josie and Joe in tandem on and off the bike in dealing with the enormous challenge of MS. And inspiring others in the process, on charity rides, and on their regular rides about town. Thanks to Joe and Josie for inviting us along we hope to ride again with them next season of My Body Odyssey, but maybe not at 10 degrees.
Next up on My Body Odyssey, another story of cycling against adversity, this time not of the tandem kind. Howie is a six-time cancer survivor who also has type 2 diabetes and just keeps on doing what he's always loved. Yeah, it's camaraderie. It's the accomplishment. It's the, you know, the scenery. You know, it's all that put together. And also very likely helped him through his monumental odyssey. Because of all the riding I do, they're able to hit me harder with chemo, with radiation when they have to do it. We hope you'll join us for that episode and share My Body Odyssey with a friend or loved one. And if you or someone you know has an all-too-interesting body odyssey with ups and downs, rewards and challenges, please reach out via social media or mybodyodyssey.com. This is Robert Pease with thanks to our listeners from the whole MBO team. My Body Odyssey is a Fluent Knowledge production. Original music by Ryan Adair Rooney. 